Hi, everybody. My name is Corwin, and welcome to This Movie's Gay. Ooh, almost messed up there. Corwinning. <laughs> Guys, follow him at Corwinning on all the social medias. I never post anything. Why are you telling people to follow me? Just kidding. You should follow me. I'll try to post more. Corwin. Why are you trying to sneeze? Uh, no, no, no. I no. I'm not. Tra- <laughs> no. Also, this isn't trying to sneeze when you have your nose like. Uh, okay, guys. Right now, I look like a little piggy because my sinuses are really. They feel, ugh, you know. So, if I do that, I breathe better. <sighs> I look like a little piggy. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to stop a sneeze. No, so the, no, two fingers is stop a sneeze. Two fingers? Yeah, guys. I just do one finger. Whoa. Little, little, uh, you just yeah. Well, that's because my nostrils are a little more wide than yours. Ooh, that's a sexual reference. Is it? I mean, I'm saying like you're a one finger man and I'm a two finger man. Oh, <laughs> James <laughs> is loose. Oh, guys. I Or I just like it rough. I don't know, Corwin. I don't know either. We're getting already sexy We're already. So Sensual. Sexy. Saucy. Did erotic. We a, didn't and, we have another one? Yeah, it was erotic no, and... No, no, no. All of them started with an S. No, no, no. Erotic and what was the other one? I need to re-listen to that episode. <laughs> Actually, I, I know you recently listened to it, Eric from Ranger Command. Please let us know. He fi- he's finally caught up. He's all caught up. Hey, Eric, what's up? If you're a fan listening through to all of the episodes, give us updates. And when you're you're done, we'll tell your friggin' social media stuff (laughs) and give you a shout out at Ranger Command PH on Twitter. Tweet at us about old episodes because then I look at it and I'm like, Wait, what the fuck was I saying? Yes, Eric's been doing that in DMs. And and I love it. I have no idea what you're saying, dude. I have no idea what you're saying, and I I, I love it. Like the, we talked about Star Trek, uh, that Star Trek Enterprise, was it? I don't know. Scott Bakula. Uh, I just love Scott Bakula, and he was in the Geography Club. Oh. So (sighs) he mentioned Scott Bakula, and I was like, wait, what? What? And then I was like, oh, Geography Club. I know what you're talking about. It was great. It was a wonderful moment for me to remember one of our previous episodes. The only thing that I can remember of things that he brought up was the attack ad that I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You sent a screenshot of it to me and I directly sent it to Brooke, our guest from that week. Brooke, when are you coming back on? Whenever she has time, she Uh will definitely come back on. She's busy as hell. That's what I'm reading. Or she doesn't care for us. Or I'm busy as hell. Hail. And I... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm busy, y'all. It's hard. Guys. That's it? I don't know. I'm having a shit week. I don't even want to talk about it. I just gave him a hug. Because I was crying. And I never do that. I don't give James hugs. You've given me one, I think. It's weird. Some people I'll give a hug all the time to, and then some people I'm like, not hugging. And it's not any bearing on what I think of them or my relationship with them. There are just some people that I'm like, they need a hug. I'm going to give them a hug. And then there are other people I'm like, they don't need a hug. They just need a firm handshake and say, (laughs) it's going to be fine. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're one of the firm handshake ones for the most part. But then I was like, I got to give you a hug. If I'm crying in front of you, (laughs) if you were to walk up to me and say... I think you need a firm handshake. I think you need a firm handshake, I would have taken it. I know. I know you would have, but that was for my own benefit. I'm like, you need a hug. Hey, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to know why I was crying, don't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about it. Don't don't at him. Don't at him. Or ask me. Or ask him. Also, our Twitter is at this movie's gay. It made it seem like at Ranger Command PH was. No, no, no. That's Eric's podcast. Yeah, Eric. He listened to all our episodes recently. It's amazing. Ooh, and keep those listens coming. We're doing great. That's beautiful. I love all of our listeners. Yeah. I love everyone listening. People are listening to the back catalog. Beautiful. Consistently. Listen to me rant about random things and weird issues. Odd. Vampire Boys, that episode consistently gets like, I don't know, seven plays a week. (laughs) It's actually me playing it seven times every day. Please stop doing that. Or at least tell me you're going to do that so I will put ads on it so then we can make (laughs) one penny each listen. Uh, It's not me. Whoever's doing that, whoever's listening, I'm proud of you. Yes. Thank you for listening. And please, 
message us this movie's gay at yahoo.com or if you're on twitter or instagram at this movie's gay we want to hear from you oh god i forgot we had an email yeah uh that's all james i'm on the instagram james and i are both on the twitter james is the the email we need to make other social medias i guess no we don't yeah no facebook is dead media okay that's on you dude it's on me and i suck at social media so that's that i like that on that i like twitter because it's very easy with tweet deck to use multiple accounts but yeah i keep having i just have my phone so i keep having to flip back and forth between the accounts so there have been definitely been a couple of times where i'm like scrolling and liking things i'm like wait I'm on the wrong Twitter. Yeah. It's It's insane that TweetDeck doesn't have an app. It just seems so, like, just do this. Well, Twitter, it's easy to switch back and forth. Like, I have both the accounts on there. I just have to go and, like, hit a couple buttons to do it. It's still annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. You want to know what's very annoying? Anchor, how we do all the podcasts. They need to be able to combine accounts because I'm just constantly having to log out, log into a new one, keep doing that to see plays. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we're, we, I think last week we did our biggest numbers. We had like 203 listens in one week. That's incredible. Yeah. 203 people listen to us talk. Yeah, baby. In one week. I, I think... We, or Mar- 203 plays were made. There might have been not 203 oh, people. Oh, it might have oh, yeah. been... That would be weird yeah. if just 203 people listened to one episode. <laughs> Some people listen to multiple episodes, which is still lovely. Like Eric... Barry of Ranger Command Power Hour. And if you want us to shout you out, tell us how much you're listening. We'll shout yeah. you out. We'll talk about it. And guess what? We can see numbers. If one week you're like, I listened to all 43 and we are like, uh, we didn't get that many plays. I mean, we've been consistently getting over 43 plays, I think. Oh, so yeah, I don't yes. think we would be able to say, no, you haven't. Yeah, no, no, no. We've been consistently over 100. It's great, guys. Marshland Media, I think might have broke 500 last week that's awesome yeah it all together between this hit it and credit mostly speaking sentai what the hell mouth and speaking of what the what's the movie this week i was about to say something because we're like eight minutes in and we've done nothing yeah oh i thought we were way more into this it's gonna be a short <laughs> episode because like i said i'm having a rough, rough a terrifying week. week and i'm also just really having a busy week as well and I'm actually going into work later, getting some overtime. Whoa, OT, baby. Yeah, it's a lot. This week, we watched the movie Slash from 2016. Not to be confused with other movies named Slash. This one is Slash as in Slash Fiction. Yeah. Talking about fan fiction, y'all. Fan fiction with sex. We, with sex, erotic fan fiction. That's what Slash fic is. Yeah. We made a mistake. I made a mistake. This should have been an episode that we got guests from for either... Either little Corey, uh, Courtney from, from Hidden Credit, or Courtney or Monse from I'll Get There. We should have had one of them on this. Or TC, or TC, TC wrote TC fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, I've I think everyone's written fan fiction at some point. Uh, I guess Derms Clerman is fan fiction. <laughs> it's just my OC in a world of fan fiction. I've definitely written fan fiction. You'll none of it see. You'll see none of it. None of that will be published ever. I've also written like holiday fan fiction for mostly speaking Sentai. <laughs> holiday fan fiction just reminds me of there's a thing that I follow every year. It's like your holiday mom or something like that. It was made for like LGBT people that don't have good family support during the holidays and stuff so that they feel like loved and welcome. So it's basically all these moms or people that want to be mothers and things like that. They just and I think a couple fathers, maybe. I don't know. But they just write a letter to you and it's it's addressed like ambiguously. But it's just like, hey, you know, this is what we would be doing on Christmas Day and or it's coming up on christmas it's like a couple weeks away so you know you would help dad with the decorations because he always needs someone to help hold the ladder for him so it doesn't fall off the roof and like just all the super sweet things so i always sign up for it because i do have you know family and all that and my mom is supportive uh of christmas and shit like that but there's just something different about having this your holiday mom it's just very loving we should do something like that, but incorporate the fans where maybe they send in some voicemails of saying like what they wish they could say to their parents who they don't talk to or 
I don't know, give words of wisdom to anyone who's listening who could be in that situation. If you wanna, if you want a note from me for Christmas, just let me know. I'll give you a note. Oh, let's do a holiday letter at the end of the year. Let's do it. I do very much want to do like an eight person record for Mostly Speaking Sentai for either Thanksgiving or the end of the year. Yes. I'm always down to record more things with my voice. I need more practice using my voice on the microphone. Oh, man, eight mics is going to be a lot. That would be a lot. I got them, though. You got all eight. Uh, we're, some people are going to be in the other room. I'll be okay being in the other room. We have to take down the curtains so that we can oh, see yeah. each other. Nah, curtain stays up. We just <laughs> shout real up. loud. We just shout. Well, I mean, if we all had headphones, then that we could I hear each other. I mean, you, everyone would have to bring headphones. I mean, I have headphones. All right, guys, bring a headphone. Bring headphones. But what was our movie? Our movie was Slash. I will let you do a quick synopsis of it. Okay. The movie starts out in a sci-fi setting, but a narrator who sounds like a teen, you also know what the movie's about. Clearly, this is a fan fiction that someone is writing. It turns into Slash real quick. And then it comes out and we see a boy typing away or writing, typing away, typing away at this fanfic of kind of like Starship Troopers meets Star Trek meets uh, Halo, kind of like a collection of those, maybe a little Borderlands of just this original sci-fi made just specifically for this movie called Vanguard. And he's writing those fanfic. He goes to school. Someone finds his notebook with all his notes and other writings for vanguard he's made fun of he meets this girl who is also like oh man i love reading or typing up elf fanfic they form a bond because they love this stuff we think they have a thing for each other they don't know about their own sexuality this was a perfect encapsulation of a high school relationship we'll get more into that later then they go to a fan fiction convention where comic-con and there's also a subset of it for this erotic fiction website that they the rabbit hole yeah they have a live reading for like the best of the best that year and he's invited by someone who's michael ian black he's 15 michael ian black's 30 some 38 yes and he's lying about his age mr 15 year old They end up smooching, and then he's like, wait, you're 15? Oh, shoot. He tries to be, like, nice to him and give him advice. Advice. But then the night before, Julia, that's the girl's name, and what's the kid's name? Neil. Neil, they, like, smooched well on Molly or did more stuff. We don't know. But then they're fighting. We find out that he's in the reading. He tries to do the reading, but this mean lady says, he's 15! No longer gets that way. And then he tells and tells the audience as well that Julia didn't get into the. Uh, he did. She didn't get the last spot in the live rating because he told Dennis. Michael Ian Michael Black. Ian Black that she was 16 and he was 18. The story kind of ends with them drifting apart a month later, but still like given a wink in the hallway. Yeah. Julia has completely reinvented herself. But her friend. Martine, who is very pregnant, is still friends with Neil. Then she's like, Julia will come around. It's fine. And he's just like, smug grin. And uh, then it ends. Yeah. Okay. But let's let's get to the part where they're just trying to, like, they clearly want to be in a relationship with each other. And they're, like, making up lies to justify the relationship, but also to not justify the relationship of saying, like, hey, man, I'm cool if you're gay because I think I'm a lesbian. But then he's like, no, 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 I love you, but I think I am gay. And it's like, no, just you can be in love with each other. Just be in love with each other. Yeah, queer people exist on a spectrum. Like You don't need to define yourself to define the relationship. Just be in love. Yeah, and it doesn't make you any less queer. So, yeah, every single review is like, oh, it's very low budget, blah, blah, blah. And I did not see anything no. low budget about it. There was, it was nothing low budget. Like, they went into space. They had Angela from The Office. They had Michael Ian Black. They had that guy from... Uh, Orange is the New Black that plays 
I don't remember his fucking name. I, I don't know who you're of, talking they about. They have a lot of people yeah. in there that are recognizable. And the guy that plays the main character, Neil, I think that's his name. If I got his name wrong. I think that's oh, his well, name. He is on Teen Wolf. Like he's a char- he's like a named character that like lives on Teen Wolf, which who, is surprising. Who wrote this? Because uh, maybe that will tell us why all these great people were in it. Let's see. Because I think there was another person from the state, possibly, or maybe kids in the hall. He was in the sci-fi area. He was the guy who started like massaging the tip of his own penis. What? I think you were taking notes during that. The fuck? Yeah, man, you missed out. You couldn't see anything. It was above pants. I don't like that. Oh, you. Oh, okay, fine. Guys, I'm doing it right now. Wonder if Corwin likes this. I'm really not doing that. That Drop would be it. that would be overstepping so uh, many boundaries. Clay Lifford wrote this. I don't see anything that I immediately recognize from their Yeah, so I don't know. But it had a lot of noteworthy esque people in it. Not obviously not like Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt or like any like You are just named so star. obsessed with Brangelina. But <laughs> But it had people that you, if you've seen, you know, Teen Wolf and things like that, or Orange is the New Black, like you'll you'll recognize people from the movie. Orange is the new Ian Black. Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Corwin, do you think Angelina Jolie's an A-list star anymore? I think she's an icon. Okay. I wasn't sure because the last thing I remember her was in like that honey or sugar movie salt yes salt (laughs) (laughs) i knew it was a food product that you put Uh, on top of things i don't know she i mean i that was just the first name that came to my mind when i was thinking of like big stars now brad pitt a-list star for life which isn't gonna be long i can see the future corwin what if that's why it was a shitty week i found out i could tell the future and just everything's bad i mean it doesn't take foresight to know that everything's bad or i'm like oh things do turn out pretty well but not in a way i want them to (laughs) it's like you don't need you don't need a profit to see the state of the world at the moment guys we're fine the lamestream media is trying to tell you about climate change it's a lie it's a myth the world since its beginning has always been warming and cooling remember the ice age People made it through that. Remember dinosaur times? Freaking Fred Flintstone wasn't around any snow. Uh, Remember George Jetson? You know why they're all the way up top, right? The whole friggin' world flooded and they're fine. Aren't they supposed to be from like 2001? Uh, No. So I think the original story never told what year it was. But in Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, they wrote that in. <laughs> and then he like looks at the calendar and it's like past that. Yeah. It's either past uh, that or in like two years. And was like, <laughs> how how do we get from here to here? And oh, wow. The earth has flooded. <laughs> uh, great jokes. Yeah. So anyway, this I feel like a lot of our at least vocal fan like C would love this movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of people that I honestly enjoyed this movie. I would have fucking loved it if like I said my week and specifically day hadn't been so shitty. Yeah, this is definitely as far as like quality one of the one of the top ones we've yeah. seen. It had its moments where it was a little slower, but for the most part I loved the acting. I loved I loved everything yeah. about it. There there wasn't a lot that I I hate it. I love that there was a call me by your name moment and the the older dude, Michael Ian Black, was like, uh, no, 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 and shut it down and then was like, here's some advice. What's the plot of that? Call me by your name. Yeah. We'll watch it eventually. Okay, guys. But uh, it's, I'm plugging it's, my ears. It's basically an older man getting with a younger man Okay, and one of them's underage. The older man is underage. Of course. Um, guys. Older men quit being underage. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of moments that we can talk about in this, and we just don't have all the time, so that's wonderful. So, one thing, the Michael Ian Black's character, Dennis, talking to Neil after Neil posted his fanfic and being like, hey... I liked your fanfic. I like what you wrote. Oh, yeah, you of liked course. All, you liked a lot of my... St- or you liked my last story. And then he just suddenly is like, do you like fat dicks? And then he... Me- Neil just, just closes Neil it just, right away. <laughs> just shut his computer. 
I was like, yes, I've had some moments like that. Where Corwin like, closed. <laughs> Even before he said the fat dick was like, you need to close that immediately. (laughs) Just when the first IM popped up. Yeah, I was like, close that. (laughs) Close that. It's going to be someone way older creeping on you. But it is for an 18 and over site. So definitely close it. And Neil shouldn't be on that site because he's... 15. Yeah, that is a weird thing about... Like, Neil originally didn't want to publish on that website because he wasn't 18. Yeah, and Julia pushed him into it. Which Julia... Julia was... She was... uh, I didn't like her too much. Yeah. I didn't like her. Because... So my thing with that is, like, it makes sense. If people are going to be masturbating to this, I mean, like, essentially or thinking about it, it's erotica. It's supposed to arouse. It is kind of fucked up to just all of a sudden have one that you don't know is written by a 15-year-old yeah. and then you're you're spanking it. Yeah. It's real That's, weird. So the thing about comedy, I wish we need to watch that movie, but we need to watch it with guests because I have a lot to say about it. So the thing about that is like a lot of people defend that movie because they're like, oh, well, the age of consent is different in Italy. And then, oh... The younger one is the aggressive one, so it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And we see in this movie that Neil was aggressive in the sense that, like, trying to get Michael Ian Black to character to kiss him and, and you know, all that stuff. And Dennis did the right thing and saying, no, no, we're not doing that. So, like, even if you have someone younger that is being aggressive sexually and all that, you as the adult, you as the older person that is mature, needs to be like, no. This isn't happening. Yeah, I'm shutting it down. Yeah, so they did that, and I'm proud of the movie for doing that. I was even like, oh, man, he has an inkling that it's he's underage. I was like, why are you bringing him to a private location? Private location, yeah. I didn't like that, but he did stop it, so that was good. But maybe don't go to a private location. But he would have kept going. I think he would have kept going if he had still lied, Neil, and said, no, I'm 18. Because it was pretty much like, well, how he voiced when he said, hey, please tell me your age. It was like, okay, well, if he says he's 18, I'm in the good. Even though he has clear, what's the word I'm looking for? Reservations or clear indications that he is not 18. And this goes back to you need to be, you need to have and also be an enthusiastic yes for sex. Consent's important. And uh, someone that is 15 can't properly give consent. So don't go further with that. Don't do that. Even a kiss, it's too far. Unless. Too far. No, there is no unless. Unless you're their father and you're giving them a kiss on the forehead and sending them off to school. Uh, Also, dads, don't kiss your sons on the lips. (laughs) Also, moms, don't kiss your sons on the lips. Hey, dads, again, I'm talking to you. Don't kiss your daughters on the lips. And oh, moms, yeah, this one's specifically for you. Don't kiss your daughters on the lips. I do think that's a little weird, but (sighs) I'm not a parent. But also, I do think that's a little weird. Parents are weird, guys. Parents are weird, hey, guys. to you parents out there, why'd you do it? Why are you being weird? <laughs> no, that's actually like, why did you become parents? And also, why'd you do it to become parents? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a, it's, it has a double meaning. Double entendre? Yeah, double oh. Aunt Andre, as TC says. They were doing a play in the school, and Neil is a tech guy for it but i don't know what he does because I, he's no literally idea. is just sitting against the wall <laughs> the only the whole time like it seems like he's only there to fill in for someone because that's the only but then he would be sitting he'd probably be sitting in the audience at that point not behind the stage oh i don't know so yeah he's like sitting behind the set i guess as part of the crew and gets asked to fill in for a girl for this scene with the guy that he was crushing on a little crushing on. Yeah, he was he was eyeballing him and then sent him a story later, which I was wondering where that would go. It went nowhere. Not nowhere it at went, all. It went into him sending the story because the guy was like, oh, yeah, I want to read your stuff. And then the guy sharing it with his girlfriend oh. or the girl that he was in the show with and she being like, you know, he's straight, right? And then the guy is just like looking at Neil like, 
Neil, don't run away, please. I thought that story he sent with the doc was going to Dennis. No. Okay. No, that went to the guy. Okay, that's why it was a school address. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Can I ask you, from someone who is in stage theater acting, Sure. what was that tech person complaining about the lady doing? He was complaining because she was, instead of going back and like trying to get the scene right, she was just being like, why is this taking so long? I have a test to do and just being kind of bitchy about it. And he's like, we need to get this fucking shit right. Come well, on. No, before that, he came in and said, uh, like, you're not doing it right or like you're going too far or something. We oh, was she skipping ahead? No, I think that he was talking about some tech element. Yeah, that's I couldn't figure it out. I don't remember what was happening. I tune all of that out because I'm like, if I'm on stage and something's trying to happen with tech, I just need to keep doing my part. Oh, man, where's Summer Sanders and Billy the Answer Head when you need something figured out? I think I thought it was something to do with lighting that they were trying to, you know, get the lighting cue right. Yeah. It had to be something like that. Or maybe she wasn't in the right spot. Maybe she wasn't. I think she was supposed to be facing out to the audience instead of facing towards the camera. No, they wouldn't be able to have a fill in for her to to fix that. I don't know, guys. If you watch this movie and you have opinions, let us know about this specific element <laughs> at this movie's gay. And that was so funny that he filled in for the that specific scene since it was uh, there was a double entendre and all of that with the guy that he's crushing on who is wearing a fat suit thing. I think he's supposed to be a dad. I don't know. He just like took that off and Neil was just like, Mm. Do we know? And what- then he like it, the the dude like grabbed his arm and just like was like, oh god, I wrote it down. This is why I always like talking to you. You always make me feel better, or you always make me feel good, or something like that. Oh, that's but after he didn't he say that after he said, no, you did great today. That was yeah, that because he was talking about the accent and all that, and Neil was like, you did great. Okay, anyone also listening, if you know what play they were doing, let us know. I feel like I could figure it out. I just have to watch it again. Oh, man, again, Billy the Answer Head, Summer Sanders, Danny Temborelli. We need your help. Amanda Bynes. Oh, he said, that's why I like you, man. You always make me feel better. That's why I like you, Cor, when you hugged me once. <laughs> One time. So Neil is hanging out with Julia and she gives him a freaking joint and he like inhales it and he's like about to cough and he's like, it tastes like dank stank in my mouth. He doesn't really say that, but he got stoned after one hit unless we're led to believe that he was smoking more throughout it. But I think he just one hit insanely high and he says, I'm so stoned, which becomes his catchphrase because when he does Molly at the convention, he goes back and says, I'm so stoned on acid. I mean on Molly. If I knew someone named Molly, I wouldn't bring up the drug because they've probably heard that before. Can we talk about how... We can talk about anything you'd like. So the students took his notebook. He didn't get it back. They kept passing it around. And then the, the teacher finally like got it. And he had to go to a counselor for his erotic fiction. I I would have liked to see more of that, too. He was sent to a counselor for his erotic fiction? That's I, so bizarre to me. I think I at 15, the, yeah, to be like, hey, I just want you to know, because it was so explicit. It was very I explicit, think I guess. that's why. Yeah. Okay, because I was like... Wow, I feel like if I like if that was found like in school in my day, it would have been don't bring that to school anymore. Yeah. And if, just like judgmental, not let's let's get you a counselor. Yeah, I think if it was a note just saying, God, I really want to masturbate right now, they would have been like, please don't <laughs> pass those notes in school. You need a counselor. It smells like sweat in here. That was one of my favorite lines. Neil's sister says that after they're about to make out Julia and Neil. I also really loved one of the editors or moderators from the rabbit hole in this scene where Ronnie, the Brady Bunch person and mean moderator, 
she says, I bet you're 15 or not 18 because it, you're writing like you have never had sex before. And one of the other editors goes, I doubt any of our writers have had sex before. <laughs> uh, Ronnie was writing fanfic about Brady Bunch characters. That was gross. Yeah. That's fucked up, Ronnie. Why she, are you doing that? I don't want to repeat it, but she defends her writing of just writing about 12 year olds. And then oh, I didn't want to say it. Neil says, hey, you're if I'm 15 and writing about mature people, like I thought you wouldn't mind something like that because you do write this. And she says, yeah, I'm fine with it as long as it's written elegantly or whatever she says. And it's like that's you. You understand that's not a defense of what you're doing, right? She was fucked up. That would be like, hey, guys. I'm murdering people, but I'm doing it in like a really artful way. And it's like, no, that's that's not a defense. I'm murdering people. Uh, so Julia said she liked it about his his writing erotic fan fiction. So that's when they sort of hit it off. He goes home and Googles Julia and finds pictures of her. How do, I cannot when I was in high school, if you Google if I Googled any of like my classmates, Nothing would come up for them. If you is Googled, this a new thing? I, I maybe if you Googled when I was in high school, James McCollum Muskegon, an article of me at a town meeting explaining like, no, kids aren't going to want to go to church groups to hang out. This was after friends of mine died in a car crash, and as a way to like, hey, there's a place for us to hang out. This church because. At churches, like everyone's not feeling open. And I say, like, me, I identify as a Satanist and blah, blah, blah. There was someone from the paper there and quoted me saying that. And then, like, my fucking aunt was like, you know, my na last name's McCollum. And, you know, people are going to ask me about that when they see this. And I was like, we do not live in a small town. You don't need to worry about it. And also, quite frankly, fuck off, dude. <laughs> I didn't say that part, but the 16 year old version of saying, hey, fuck off that's what i said to her like you can google me and find and find me that's that's a thing but how do you google someone that has a more common name like my name is very uncommon oh yeah so that's you can google me there's things yeah my name is so common that four people in my family also have it and i'm not even a junior yeah so when he was doing that i was like what what the fuck <laughs> Just Googling her and finding her shit. Uh, but she, Googling he, her and finding her writing to her email and all of that. What? But he did include the high school that they went to. So that was able to narrow it down. And then the second one, he, I think, quoted her name yeah, and then if put she Elf. Was, if she was putting like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up. Also with that boyfriend, I think he was doing like a you got posted type deal. It seemed like he seemed creepy. He did have one of my favorite lines and seems like a really fun time. This was his idea of like, hey, do you want to like hang out? Uh, their version of Netflix and chill was, hey, do you want to go to the sub shop Footlongers? We can go back to my house and watch Celebrity Apprentice. Yes, it is in my mom's basement, but I got weed. Oh, my God. Man, I, I need a week like that. But their friend Martine was my favorite. She's oh, the, yeah. the pregnant one. She was great. When Julia ditched him do julia ditch neil going to the comic con because she didn't get the slot for uh reading her fanfic martine just shows up at neil's house and it's like he's like what the fuck and she's like i'm here to drive you and then she drives him and she's like i feel so bad you're you're all dressed up she's going she's going so she drives and finds julia and just lays on the horn and is like nah she also says I feel ownership over you. Like I feel responsible for you because she feels that she made Julia the way she is Yeah, in a sense, because it's like, Oh, Julia changed for me and realized like, Oh, that works. If there's someone who I feel I want to be around, just change myself. And then I'm cool. I'm Which by them. We see that's Julia's whole personality yeah. at the end. She's a completely different person. And that was shortly after being like, Neil, I think I'm a lesbian. And then she's with another dude. Again, uh, I think she was only saying that dude. because she was like, oh, if he's gay, 
and I'm a lesbian. She says that cancels each other out. Which didn't make any goddamn sense to it me. It makes sense if you're thinking of as a high schooler. If you're thinking it as a high schooler. It makes complete sense. <laughs> if, I will tell you, as a, a high schooler, schooler I this thought will make that. Sense. I was like, yeah, man, like it, that, yeah, it cancels each other out. Like one, because, you know, like as a kid, you're like, well, a normal relationship is one person who likes a man and one person who likes a woman. So if they're both gay and one's a man, one's a woman, yeah, man, that's a normal relationship. <laughs> that's a friendship. It is, guys. But hey, friendship, you can like guys and like guys and it's still fine. So we're we're close to 45, so let's just rattle through some notes. Her first blog was called Clitora Majora. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. She read her fanfic out loud in class and was... <laughs> was told nope stop that's not the assignment that was not fanfic that was just it was something that she said happened to her but she wrote it in and it was a fanfic style it, it was an r-word fantasy yeah and an r-rated fantasy oh yes but the r-word but not the r-word for that used to be derogatory for the mentally disabled uh the other r-word Oh, she had a gun towards her back and the dude said, you know, get on all second, fours for a second. I existed in a place where that didn't exist and I was happy. Oh, and now I'm back in reality. Sorry. Damn. Don't blame me. Was, blame the movie. Like what? But yeah, she is straight up read that and she's pissed that the teacher said, please stop. You can't read that in high school. I have a note that I can't I can't figure out what it fucking says. It's right after reading the fanfic out loud, and then it just says, and the one right after that is where the, the actor dude was like, that's why I like you, man. And it's just in there, and it just looks like it says, the home come Betty. The home come Betty? I have no fucking clue. I don't know what I wrote. Uh, you Jesus. have so many of those notes. That's so funny. Julie says that all girls are bisexual. Hot take from a high schooler. Hey, it makes sense from a high school standpoint. <laughs> I would like to bring up that in Vanguard, I believe was the science fiction. Yeah. When, what's the girl's name? Julia. Julia. I was for some reason thinking Lori or Laura. When Julia's reading it, she's like, wow, do they really have space bikinis? And he's like, they're ceremonial. Just don't read into it. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I guess at least there are women in the story. Hey, we need diversity yeah he texts like an 80 year old no he does not he's like let's use all proper grammar yes that's how you should be texting no. iming emailing whatever never corwin there was a a note that we both wrote down oh about him did we already talk about before we get into that how okay. long did you take to get off book fuck you i have dyslexia that was a funny moment. And then she's seen reading his fan fiction. Yeah. And I go, how's she reading that? <laughs> how's she reading that? Corwin she has told dyslexia. Me, Corwin told me to write that down. And I was like, I don't know if that's mean to people with dyslexia, but they seem like a fine bunch. <laughs> there are fonts that are made specifically for people that do have dyslexia so that it's easier for them to read. Nice. Maybe she, her I think iPad's Verdana on that. is one of those. Maybe. I but that know. was whenever she was like, you know, he's straight right. And then Jack, the guy that that Neil was crushing on, was just like, Jack. Which is not his own name. He was like, Neil. Was that a Titanic reference? No. Oh, just how your hand was out. It looked like someone he was falling reaching, into yeah, water. He, he, was, he was like, Neil, please let me sit on that fucking door with you. There's enough room. Oh, I thought you were going to say sit on that fucking face. And I was like, whoa, Corwin. <laughs> whoa. No, I would never. Are you crying? No, I'm pretty sure you're crying. Corwin said that to me today. <laughs> so I was like, are you? Wait, <laughs> wait, you're crying. Oh, God. Emotions. I have to deal with someone having human emotions. What is this? Hey, you got that new update software. Come on, man. You, you got that new patch. Remember, guys, Corwin's a robot. The parents found his fanfic and they talked about... Uh, getting him some books and things that had intelligent prose on human sexuality. And he goes, you know, what do you mean intelligent? Yeah. 
<laughs> which was his dad a writer? I don't think because so. Because how he was talking seemed like he was a writer. But then Julia had dinner with his parents and his family, and she was fucking weird at yeah. that dinner. She was just fucking out there. It was as, as if fuck. she was a 27 year old. It I, was as if she was like someone's sister yeah. and then like antagonizing them. Yes. Not. Oh, I'm sort of your son's friend, and I'm just going to say some real weird shit, y'all. That's why I thought that she stole the mom's credit card, because I was like, I would I would not put it fucking past her. Yes, Corwin was writing a note while they were explaining, like, hey, the sister, Tunil, said, hey, mom and dad know mom's here that you slept in the same room, the same hotel room. Her mom called. Did you guys steal her credit card? So Corwin thought Julia had stolen Neil's mom's credit card, which would have been a flex for real. (laughs) And Julia's weird as fuck. So I thought that happened. And then I also, Julia says, you don't get it to Neil. And he's like, yeah, I don't. It's like, yeah. Why do people say that? I fucking hate that trope when someone's like, you don't get it. Of course they don't. Explain it. Stop just complaining and running away. I hate it. Yeah, he was always, Neil was always pre-cry, and I don't think he ever cried, (laughs) but then... He did. He did cry that one moment. Okay, and then Julia was always either extreme confidence or just straight up crying. Yeah, and she had that moment where she, they, after the, they were on drugs in the hotel room and writing about each other or whatever, she, in the morning, Neil wakes up by himself and she had just ripped up all the notes thrown it away, and then disappeared. She wasn't answering Neil's phone calls or anything. So that's when Neil went and found Dennis. And she's like, I was just getting a critique. And it's like, you just completely fucking abandoned him after he had an emotional moment with you, a romantic moment with you. You just abandoned him. And he's still trying to fill out, figure out his sexuality and all this shit. And you're just, you're like, bye. And then immediately after, when he goes to Dennis... She's calling him, stalking him and all that. Julia, that wasn't cool. I I mean, though, yes, he should not have gone to Dennis because Dennis was much older and he was lying about his age. But also Julia, like, calling him and then following him to the rabbit hole area and then the restaurant and all that. Like, why are you being a creep, Julia? I think why she was following him wasn't to be, like, jealous. Was like, I don't think you should be hanging out with this Dennis person because he does seem much older. Yes. And in the long run, it does work out in their favor because she sees how mean Ronnie is, the Brady Bunch lady. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm just talking about specifically like her character, like her being like, oh, I'm just going to completely ignore you when you call me. And then when you completely ignore me when I call you, I'm going to follow you and everything. Also, Ronnie was talking about how fan fiction written about juvenile fiction will attract juvenile attention. So you need to write from like intelligent things or more mature things. But she's writing Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch is a show about six children and their dog who hang out with a nanny who's kind of wisecracking and then their mom and dad who are kind of never there. That is a children's show. Yeah, Ronnie was fucked up, y'all. Ronnie just, she's dumb, she's pretentious, and we don't like you. Bye-bye, Ronnie. Uh, The dad saying, Neil, your friends are multiplying, and Martine being like, is that a pregnancy joke? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The dad's like, no, I just... My son just has no friends. Yeah, it's so uh, sad. Let's get to that last note, and I have one starred note. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually can't find that. I've been trying to find it. I think you... Oh, I did find it. I have Ronnie's a dick. This is not call me by your name, bitch. Julia calling him. Corwin, just get to the note. Oh, my God. I'm, I lost it. Oh, you oh, just had it. The guy saying... <laughs> they're okay, talking so, about different yes. fix, and he goes, I, I called my mom, and I read it out loud. What? That wasn't the note that I'm ah, talking about. That's so funny. And then uh, I think you want to be queer to fit in to a group, even if it's small. That was the note. And what do you think about that? I don't think any, like, and he said, why would anyone want to be queer? And that's a real thing that a lot of people experience when they're going and finding out about it themselves is why would anyone want to be queer? Because you don't fit in and you're ostracized and 
all this terrible shit. So like, why would you want to be queer? So I just thought it was weird, weird advice. I resonate with that because it's like, if you've listened to my other podcasts, you know that I used to be a juggalo and it's the same thing. It's that same mentality of like, people are going to make fun of you. People are going to fucking hate you. It's still to this day. If I were still a juggalo, people would be like, oh, James smokes meth. That's what people think of juggalos. But when you're that young, you feel like a nerd. You don't have anywhere to belong. It's like, yeah, I want to be in this weird small community because I want somewhere to belong. But I don't think it was him like wanting to be queer in the sense because I think he just was queer. And that's my whole point. If you're queer, you're queer. That's that's what it is. Because we see all these moments. He's writing an erotic fan fiction about uh, Vanguard and another guy, which, yeah, anyone can write erotic fan fiction and not be gay. That's totally fine. Um, but he also seemed to have a crush on the lead actor dude, Zach. And then this weird thing with Dennis, even though Dennis was much older, that still happens, that weird thing where you're like oh this person's you know out and proud and i think he was definitely queer i don't think it was uh him trying to be queer to fit in i think he just was I, but and trying to figure out what sort of aspect of queerness he yeah. had um yeah i did also take it as like this community of fan fiction specifically with this person is like if i'm queer i might fit in more Maybe that's also how he was putting it. I took it as multiple things instead of just like, oh, kid, you you want to be queer just to be someone who fits in into like the queer umbrella. And I took it more as like to be in this community, he would have to be a certain way or thought he would have to be a certain way. I don't know that. I guess that line we can dissect a lot. That line was weird. I didn't think it made sense much. But, I mean, also, you see later he goes to do the reading and Dennis sees him and lets him go do the reading knowing that he's 15 because Dennis had that moment of giving him advice to, like, be yourself, focus on your writing, all this other shit, all the sexuality, all that will fall into place, which was good advice. Do your writing. Everything else will be fine. Live your life. Everything else will fall into place. Unless you've been writing for 13 years and uh, nothing's really coming out of it, Corwin. I mean, there are so many very widely successful people that didn't get successful until later in life. Oh, fingers crossed, Corwin. Like, fingers freaking crossed. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people, so many examples. I don't think J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter until she was older. Um, Oprah got fired before she was successful. Like, there are so many... Tina Fey had issues too um, before she was successful. Like a lot of people that are huge success stories have, you know, had struggles trying to do what they love to but do. But I want to be like Connor Oberst. You're like, James, that that passed 14 years ago. James, I, I have no who, idea. You, do you know Bright Eyes? No. Oh, okay, never mind. Hey guys, anyone who loves Bright Eyes and loves like Fevers and Mirrors, he was like 19 when he did that entire album. Uh, so if you think you're haven't done anything in your life, I'm very sorry that I just made it worse. All right, my last note is Neil writing fan fiction at the end and Martine getting it and being like, "Well, you think I'm too dumb to read it or something like oh, that?" Oh yeah. And the fan fiction he's writing is about Vanguard, you know, being at the end of his life and, you know, just trying to settle down and be happy. And he buys curtains, yep, from Pottery Barn. Which is a reference to earlier in the movie. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Uh, uh, a line that also resonated with me was Julia being upset that she has had 500 things on this website and she hasn't gotten any exposure from it. And then she is glad like, hey, dude, you broke through. You have a few things and you're already One thing on the popular. website and he's already popular. Like if, if any of my... F- friends who were doing like if nick foster all of a sudden like he posted something and it just blew up i'd be like hell yes however like i would still be like man or i guess i'm older and i'm like oh well i work with nick he might like throw me a bone and say like hey get on this next track but it totally resonated me with me especially because in muskegon this is one of the things that also made me have a super shit week this dude who graduated one grade above me from the same high school, I guess just got out of prison. And his versions of a prison tattoo are, 
I don't even know how to explain it. Okay, you know, like a pencil thin mustache. Yeah. Picture that width, but as a goatee, but it's tattooed on. <laughs> and he came out and was like, yo, man, I'm going to rap. And he just went fucking viral because he's so bad at rapping. And he is so captivating to watch because of that pencil thin tattooed goatee, like a chin strap goatee as well that I, I should have also. So it goes from his ears down his chin, goes to goatee up to a mustache. And it's like also very boxy. It's just batshit. Oh, Jesus. This video of him doing like this very poorly done freestyle has like 150,000 views. And I can't even get 150. Guys, my birthday's coming up September 30th. Please, I'll. it's a Monday, so I'll also tell it on that episode. Just like listen to my music. Tell a friend about this podcast. That's going to be the greatest birthday gift ever. And speaking of other podcasts and stuff to plug, Corwin. Oh, wait. And I would recommend this movie. I would absolutely recommend this movie. It was good. I enjoyed it. Ooh, and wonder how high it's going to be on our top 50 of the year. And by our, I mean mine when I make that list in a few weeks. I'll be making the list too. I did want to do that. I was confused and thought you wanted to rewatch a certain movie that I do not want to rewatch. Gay Bed and Breakfast of Hell, baby. Oh no, Gay Bed and Breakfast of Terror. You got the name I've had a bad week. Nicole Uh, and I will do that for a bonus episode. I think we'll even bring like Lil Cory on. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all of that, at This Movie's Gay. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all of that, at Core Winning. It's my name with I-N-G at the end. And follow my theater company, Sawback Theater Collective. We'll be doing shows soon. Yeah. Hey, guys, would you like to hear me other times of the week, such as Tuesday, What the Hell Mouth, Wednesday, Hit It and Crit It, and Thursday, Mostly Speaking Sentai. Go to MLMPod.com for more information on those or wherever you're listening to this. Give it a search and you'll find those podcasts. Also, listen to my rap music. You can download all of my albums for free on MLMPod.com forward slash Marshland Monster. You can also find me on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Facebook, Marshland Monster. One last plug that I forgot about. I was just on a friend's podcast that James recorded called Whenever You're Ready. So go listen to it. With past guest. With past guest Warren. So, and his wife, his lovely wife, Amanda. So they have a podcast they're starting whenever you're ready. I'm the first guest. It's basically them interviewing me about being an artist and an actor and all of that in my life. So go listen. You'll it, learn. It is also recorded and edited by me. So it's of the same quality. You don't have to be like, oh, what's it going to sound like? Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, guys. I've been James. I've been Corwin. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media Production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.